0: So I'm back from vacation. Florida in July is so hot but so beautiful. (laughs) We had such a fun week with our family. Spend more time with the people you love. It really does. It's good for the soul. So this episode is really kind of geared for women but don't worry if you're a man you can always gain something too. You know that. And I'm always fascinated by learning something new about myself and what makes me tick or really what makes humans tick altogether for that matter. As we grow up, we take on all these roles, right? The, these different roles that we play. Think about the roles that you play, mother, daughter, sister, wife, aunt, friend, employee, maybe boss. But there's one role that matters to all the other roles that you take on and that's the role of being authentically you. Not just you surviving, but you thriving. This is your most important role, and it is often the role that gets neglected, especially when we're busy. It gets buried underneath the expectations of others. It gets sidelined because the kids are more important or my partner should come first. Women are especially bad at this because we're trying to manage the expectations of everyone else to the point that we forget, hey, we matter too. And sometimes we don't even acknowledge we're an individual with individual needs. We identify as one of those roles we've taken on, such as mom or wife or daughter, to the point that we don't even know who we are without that role. I mean, maybe it's easier to avoid that role of being authentically you because you don't like where you've gone, where you've become. Or you don't like the body you're in or the life you're living Maybe you don't want to face it because you told yourself for 20 years you'll take care of yourself once the kids get a little older or once I retire. Or maybe you say, as long as everyone else is happy, I'm happy. That's all I need. I see women going along with decisions they don't like all the time because they're afraid to say what they really want. They're afraid to be judged for what they really want. But who are you really? What do you want out of life? How do you want to show up? How do you want to look and feel? What do you like to talk about? What are your personal interests? You matter, and what you want matters, just as much as anyone else. But it isn't anyone else's job to see that you thrive. That's your job. If you're not thriving, it isn't your partner's fault or your kid's fault. You're the one who has to make that happen. You were not put on this earth to manage expectations and make sure everyone else around you is happy. You're actually here to thrive. And everything else comes second to that. If you're thriving, your kids are going to benefit. If you're thriving, your partner is going to benefit. And if you're single and thriving, the world is your oyster. Your ability to thrive should come first. Now, if you wince when you hear me say that, why? Why do we think we should put our thriving on the back burner, second to everyone else? The more you thrive, the better mom you are. The more you thrive, the better wife you are, the better daughter, the better sister, friends you are. The problem I see is that most women have no clue what thriving looks like for them. They're afraid to define it because now they have to admit that maybe they aren't thriving. I was listening to Alex Hermosi on the School of Greatness podcast, and he said something I thought was really profound. He said, most of us want to be happy. But most of us have no clear definition of what happy is for us, so we don't even know if we're ever there. Same thing goes for thriving. If you have no idea what thriving looks like for you, how do you ever know if you're there? If someone asked you right now if you want to be thriving in life, what would you say? If you're honest, of course you want to be thriving. But my guess is that some of you listening would also say, well, I'm just doing what I can to survive right now. Thriving seems a little far off. And that's a fair answer. But I want to ask, what would thriving look like for you? Do you know what that is and what's keeping you from it? As I was thinking about this episode, I defined thriving for myself. And it actually looks like this. I'm being intentional. I'm eating 80% for nutrition and health. My body is healthy and fit. I'm constantly improving. I'm being consistent with my career. And I'm being authentic in the roles that I play with other people. I recognize that I'm responsible for my own happiness and my own mental state. And no one can make me feel a certain way unless I let them. Now, of course, it's not always perfect. But every day I'm working on it. When I ask myself, okay, what's, when I'm not thriving, what's keeping me from thriving? Sometimes, for instance, if I have a couple drinks, <laughs> I'll eat things that causes my body problems. And then sometimes I create problems in my head that aren't there. And this causes a lot of problems. I do this a lot. I mean, I'm working on it, though. I recognize it. Our little Yorkie has a puppy sitter that keeps her all the time when we travel, and she's been keeping her for over seven years. She's our go-to when we travel. Well, this last time, this last week, we had a little bit of an overlap where she wasn't available, so we had a different sitter for a day. Well, when our sitter came to get Kinsey, it was her daughter, and the um, food did not get into the bag, so her food did not get sent with the sitter. And so I got a text from my sitter like a day and a half into our vacation saying, hey, you know, I didn't see Kinsey's food. It was just dry food. And I was wondering if that was all she's eating now or if she was eating differently. So I automatically quickly jumped to the conclusion because Kinsey doesn't eat dry food. So I jumped to the conclusion that she hadn't eaten for a day and a half because the sitter forgot to get her food and now she's starving. <laughs> Well, that wasn't even close to what happened. She had already stopped and gotten the food that she knows Kinsey eats and was just double-checking to make sure that that was okay, but I didn't give myself a chance to realize that or recognize it. I've been working on not jumping to worst-case scenarios. Sometimes I think I'm a fatalist. I, I jumped to the worst-case scenario, and I jumped full force into that one thinking oh my goodness Kinsey hasn't eaten for a day and a half but I recognized it and I realized that this is not me being my intentional best self by jumping to conclusions before I have all the facts I had no idea even what was going on I just took what I wanted from the text and immediately jumped high and right <laughs> so I'm working on being more intentional and that's part of my thriving is not jumping to conclusions that don't serve me. We all do it, don't we? You see though, when I make a list of the things that make me thrive or that make me feel like I'm thriving, they have everything to do with the things I control and nothing to do with things I don't control. They don't don't include what other people do or how they act. You can't control the kids throwing a fit, but you can control what you make it mean about you as a mom. You can't control your partner's moods, but you can control what you make it mean about you as a wife or partner or husband, whatever. Your thriving is all about you and how you define it. So what does thriving look like for you? Are you thriving? That's a good question to be honest about because if you're not, what can you do about it? Another point that Alex made was that most of us are looking for permission to do something for ourselves when what we really need to be asking for is support. And This might look like, honey, I've decided to join this gym and I'd love your support with it. You're an adult. You don't need permission to join the gym, but it would be nice for your partner to support your efforts. Stop asking for permission and start asking for support instead. How many times have you wanted to do something but stopped short for fear of what someone else might think? Your thriving depends on your ability to go after what you want. How good are you at going after something you want and not giving up until you got it? What personal goals do you have for yourself that don't include other people or, or that nothing would get in the way of? You'd be surprised how many women have a hard time answering that question because society tells us that's selfish. Society tells us it's selfish to put yourself first, but then also will criticize you if you're overweight. They'll criticize you if you have a career and a family, but they'll criticize you if you have a family and no career or a career with no family. Point being, society's going to criticize you for any decision you make. So why not make the ones you want? The ones that fit in your definition of thriving, whatever that is. My challenge to you today is to define what thriving looks like to you. The title of this episode is, What's Keeping You From Thriving? Well, the answer has to be you. Otherwise, you're giving your power to thrive away. And you don't need permission to thrive. You simply may just need some support. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days.